Work out what you're working in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. We looked at that last Sunday. Work out what you're working in me, Lord. And this morning, we want to take a look at in the flow. In the flow. And this message is is very important. I believe that out of all the messages that I've shared at the gathering place, I believe this message is going to be vital for you and for the the enjoyment of your Christian journey. Father, we pray for the ministry of your word. We thank you for your goodness. And with every head bowed, Father, I just pray for a manifestation of your of your will to manifest this morning. For those who are watching on Facebook, Lord, we pray that your presence will even be with them where they are. And that, Lord, you will teach us what it means to be in the flow. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. How many of you watched the Super Bowl last week, Sunday? Or you saw the highlights? Well, when we left the church, we were part of Overflow. I decided to, let's just see what the score was. And the score was the Atlanta Falcons were just putting a beating on the New England Patriots. So as most people, um, I just turned it off. It's over. Turn them over and just stick the fork in. Because statistics says no team in the history of the Super Bowl has ever come back from that type of deficit before. So the owner of the Atlanta Falcons was so convinced of the statistics that he came down from his press box or his private box to come and celebrate with the Atlanta Falcons. Because victory was absolutely assured. The stores, as I was reading in Atlanta, was already putting out the products because success was guaranteed based on statistics. But every now and then I was checking the score and I noticed that New England was catching up. What you may not know when I was reading the Boston Globe was that one of the players, when they went into halftime, went and said this to the team, we will have the greatest comeback in the history of this game. And so the writer said, I don't know if that was him being lunatic. I don't know if that was him being, um, um, uh, eating you the prophetic, but I don't know if he was, he was speaking something he wasn't aware of. He says, but it was inspirational to the team. And what happened in what we call in society, the result of them coming back to win the Super Bowl is that they used the term, they were in the zone. Didn't matter what he threw up, it was going to be caught. That there was such a confidence that was starting to build on the team I'm going to get spiritual, so let me lose you now, all you sports people. They call that being in the zone. 
in the zone. So naturally, as an athlete, <laughs> myself, <laughs> I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm working it, I'm working it, I'm working it. And, and, and so I start to Google Michael Jordan and how did he get in the zone? And when he scored those 60 plus points, uh, the basket was so big that no matter what he threw up, it was going to go in. Because he was in the zone. Um, talked about Kobe Bryant and when he plays and he's for a two minute YouTube clip, he's talking about being in the zone. In the zone, in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that phrase literally comes from this concept that is called being in the flow. In the flow. And so what I want to do today, my time together, is I believe that God wants us as his children to live in the flow of God. And you're going to see the difference between what the world can describe as the zone. And I'm going to teach you, church, what it's like to be in the flow of God. You didn't give your heart to Jesus to live a defeated life. If you did, I don't know what gospel you received. I don't know what teaching you believed. But he didn't save you and your family to live a defeated life. To be the play toy of the enemy. He gave you authority to walk in victory. And he's guaranteed your victory that he dwells inside of you. That he wants to work out of you what he's working in you. And so often what happens is we don't know how to live in the flow. So we live one moment up on the mountain and we live another moment defeating the valley. And then we live another moment on the mountain. And then we get a report in the valley. And then we get something and we're up in the mountain. And we come to church and we're in the valley. And we go on our car up in the mountain. Someone cuts us off. We're down in the valley. And we live a defeated life. But God wants you to know that he wants us to live in the flow of God. And we're going to see how that really is today. So, in other words, he wants you to dominate your day. To dominate your day. We're going to look at our last message in this month on personal growth. We're going to see how God, in Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning God, and we're going to see that in the beginning... Right in the beginning, God says, let there be light. So it says there was darkness. There was darkness. Thick darkness. And the darkness didn't intimidate God because he knew he has all authority. And so he speaks to it and says, let there be light. I need you to understand that. Because in the Bible, God then says to you and I that we are the light of the world. So he's comparing something from Genesis, from creation, and he's now saying you are to replicate that. You are to be a representation of that. 
So we're not intimidated by darkness. Because we live in the light. And so darkness, and you can describe whatever darkness is in your life, a bill, a, a marriage, a sickness, whatever, you describe that darkness is something that allows you not to see God. That's darkness. A loved one um, no longer serving the Lord, darkness. But God is not intimidated by darkness. Because darkness is simply the absence of light. And so he says to you, you are the light. And we're going to see what that really means as we look at the end of, of, of dominate your day. Of dominate your day. But today we want to look at and continue on this, uh, this, this thought of, of acknowledge God. Of acknowledge God. So Proverbs chapter 3. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. It says in the New King James Version of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 6. In all your ways... Acknowledge him. The writer of Proverbs is saying acknowledge who? Acknowledge God. Let's back up to the earlier part of the verse. It says this in verse 4. And so find favor and high esteemed, or some translations call it success, in the sight of God and man. So here it is now that this writer of Proverbs is saying that if you listen to the instructions uh, of, 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 of your father, if you listen to the instructions, then you're going to find favor. And one of the ways to look at this is your reputation will be protected by God. You see, when you live in the flow, you go against the current, right? And so people then will try to misunderstand, not try, they'll misunderstand you. And so we'll, we'll, we'll be concerned about our reputation that we now step out of the flow to protect our reputation. And so we get in the flesh. And we block the blessings of God. So he teaches, he says, no, listen. Listen, if you live in the flow, and while you're in the flow, I'll protect your reputation. It's called success. Because success is not measured in what you possess. Success is measured on your faithfulness to God. Can I teach this? So then from that, he's now saying, in all, someone say, in all, in all your ways, your course of life, how you think, every part of you, it says, acknowledge God. Not your situation, acknowledge God. And he says, and he will. So there's, there's this partnership that's taking place now. So he said, if you acknowledge me, I'll step in. And I'll do my part. I'll direct your path. So what we are responsible for then is just to acknowledge God. It's to acknowledge God. And that's what he's saying in this particular uh, 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 Proverbs. In all ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So what we have to look at now is this. Um, last week, I shared how do we acknowledge God? And I said faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. A and I was right. And as I was meditating and as I was thinking when we, when we left, I got home and we're getting ready to come back to overflow. And the Lord kept speaking to me, flow, flow, Rowan, get in the flow. This is before I even looked to see what the Super Bowl uh, was going on, I, before they even did the kickoff. He was saying flow. 
And I'm like, what do you mean, God? And I started looking at the Bible, talked about where the Jordan overflowed its bank. And I'm looking at all these scriptures and rivers flow out of the Garden of Eden to water. And all these scriptures on flow. And I said, God, you know how I think. I have to use acronyms, right? That's how you teach me. And so that's why you receive a lot of these acronyms. Because I believe it's just an easy way to capture the, 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 the weightiness of God's word. Okay? For me, just make it simple. You know what I mean? I think the deep people make it simple. And that's what I believe. Okay? That deep revelation is so simple, a child can grab a hold of it. For Jesus, he have a faith like a child. He didn't say faith like a, a faith like a child. You'll do great things. So he's saying, make my word simple. Don't, don't, don't make it so confusing. And when you receive the word, he'll give you the divine revelation you need to take down big scientists and all those educated individuals. I mean, think about the people that Jesus used to transform this world. When they saw them, like, these people are ignorant. These people lack knowledge, they said in the book of Acts. But one thing we know about them. Uh-huh. I know that they're ignorant. I know that they don't know the scholarship things like we do. That they don't know the, the word of God because, because we are the priests. And, and we have all the degrees. And we have all the education. And we've got the long robes. I know that these people are ignorant. But one thing we do know is they've been with Jesus. That's one thing I know is they've been with Jesus. And so, I'm, I'm, I'm like, God, what do you mean? And he says, Ron, you only gave two out of the four parts of acknowledging me because when they acknowledge me, they step into the flow. I said, God, okay, well, what's the other two? And he says, he says, faith and obedience needs to understand how love works. I said, one second, God. He says, yeah, I gotta, I gotta let you know how love works. So we have a lot of people who have faith and obedience, but there's a disconnect between the faith they know and the obedience they're supposed to walk into. There's a disconnect. And so they're striving for obedience. And some of them, it could be a result of sin. Right? And he says, the answer for that is repent. Acknowledge me, repent. So you continue in this journey. But he said for some people, there's, there's a struggle to get to this obedience. And he says, love is the link between faith and obedience. And then he says, and obedience leads to works. Okay. So when I shared about Adam and Eve, I talked to you about faith and obedience. And I talked about uh, Joseph and faith and obedience. And then I also talked about David, faith and obedience. And especially David and Joseph, what was interesting was both of them was doing what their father, their father told them. Their father gave them the assignment and that's what they were doing. And they were in the flow. And the enemy came in to try to disrupt that. But because of faith and obedience, and because of God's word, when you read the story of David and Joseph, you see their success. You see their success. Because they were living in the flow. Living in the flow. And so, I'm sitting and God's like, yeah, Rowan. Flow. Faith, love, obedience, and works. I said, stop it, Lord. And that's when it says, so when you go to the overflow, it speaks of abundance. 
So I want more faith, more love, more obedience, and more works. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, so watch this now. So, of course, my inquiring mind, I had to go and do the Google search. And I said, let's see what the world has to say about this thing called in the flow. So the first thing is the science, the science. I enjoy, I enjoy, excuse me, science. Now, Paul warns Timothy and says, I, I want you to understand this, Timothy, because he was pastor of the church in Ephesus. And we dealt with that on Wednesday, Inspire Mary. And we, we're, we're looking at the book of Ephesians. And so the, the apostle uh, 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 Timothy is leading this church and he's a young man. And the Apostle Paul is saying, I don't want you to be intimidated now. Don't be intimidated. God's not giving you a spirit of fear, but of love and of power. See the context of that now? So he's given an assignment where he has to lead a group of people, right? And he's a young, he's young, but, but Paul says he's become like a son to me. So we see the father and the son, right? We, we see that concept again. And so here he is now telling young Timothy, he said, Timothy, I don't want you to be afraid. Don't, don't fear. Success is guaranteed, but don't fear. Don't be intimidated. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a love and a power, right? And so in 1 Timothy 6, verse 20, he's saying now that people are going to come and they're going to talk and they're going to talk with science. And this word science really is the word knowledge or it's the word we get the word agnostic from. It's no so. It, it's the word that represents knowledge, okay? So we have people who have knowledge but no wisdom, uh-huh. They, they know the Bible, but the Bible doesn't know that. Come on. See, they can give you scripture and verse. And, and I'm telling you, you can even count people who are demon-possessed that can quote scripture. So it's not just knowledge. It's not just knowledge. It's important. But knowledge without wisdom won't work. Because there's a wisdom of this age. There's a wisdom of this world, right? And if we live by the wisdom of this world, we will be defeated. We really will. And so we have to understand the science. Now, biblical science was different from what we call our modern day science, right? It was the study, and science was one of the great studies in, in, in the schools of higher learning. It was studying about God. It was studying about religion. There was this hunger. There was this thirst. And if you look throughout America and you see some of the historical things of America, you can see the influence of the church and the influence of some of the great thinkers, right, who founded some of these universities, who founded some of these places of higher learning, Right? Where education was taught in the home first and all the important things that, that were necessary. Okay? So, so Paul is telling Timothy, be careful of, of, of science that doesn't have God in it. And that's important because here's why. Because people wake up in the morning time and they're like, my life is defeated. They have no purpose. They have no passion. I know none of us here wakes up like that. But there are people, your coworkers, your friends who, who don't know God. They wake up every morning thinking, I don't know how I'm going to survive today. And the enemy's lying to them and saying, guess what? You might as well just take your life right now because nobody loves you. Nobody cares for you. Nothing's working out, right? He doesn't want them to know that there's victory available to them. And so it's important that we, we, we look at that. And so here it is now. So because of that now, the world is looking for success. The second point, the world is looking for success. How can I live a successful life? If that is not your prayer, if that is not what you're asking for, if you're not asking every single morning when you get up, God, how can I be successful? Then you, you need to change your prayer life. You have to ask God, God, I want to be successful in this Christian journey. I keep 
sense it in my spirit. I got to repeat this over again. God didn't save you to be defeated. He didn't do that. He saved you so you could walk in success and in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We have to understand success. So watch this now. So in science, so people are getting up, right? And then Steve, they're waking up saying, I want success in my finance. I want success in my marriage. I want success raising my children. That's my prayer. God, give me the ability to raise my children. Oh my God. Now, now please don't shoot the messenger when I tell you this. I'm not saying there's a demon in every corner. But I am telling that there's the subtlety of the enemy. So we're watching a Disney movie. Um, um, no. We're, we're, we're watching Tarzan. Now, you know the story. The lion or something kills the parents and the baby's left there. And the apes, gorillas get a hold of the. Of, of, of the baby and raises Tarzan in the jungle. Oh, you know, Tarzan in the jungle. Okay. Ah, it's a cute movie, you know what I mean? Someone raising a human, living amongst the apes and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, no problem. All the kids are gone. Okay, great. But there's a scene in the movie where Tarzan, young Tarzan, stretches out his hands and he puts it up to the mama gorilla and he looks at this and he sees the difference so I'm not I'm not like you and the mom gorilla says don't look at what you see how do you feel oh god oh come on and it goes right to the thing then I think it was Elton John sings a song and we go on with it he, he doesn't park there. He just subtles. He throws it out. And he moves right back on again. We're singing it. And I said, babe, oh my gosh. To parent a generation, we must be on guard. To the subtleties of the enemy. Don't look at what you see. How do you feel? It's more about how you feel than what you see. And so I can be whatever I want to be based on how I feel. Thank you, Teresa, for saying no longer God's going to deal with a passive church. And so if we want success then, we have to acknowledge God and understand the subtleties of the enemy and what he's trying to do. Let me go through this real quick because I got to get you the flow. And so in science, and I quote, the positive psychology flow, also known as the zone, is the mental state of operation in which a person's performance and activity is fully immersed in a feeling of energized focus. Full involvement and enjoyment in the process of the activity. Come on now. So what you experienced this morning was the flow. 
That is where you now understand that God is doing a work. And I'm going to acknowledge him. Because the scripture says that if I believe on him, out of my bellies shall flow, good God Almighty, rivers of living water. So Jesus goes to a typical festival, a typical feast they've always had. But when he shows up this time, he transforms the ritual and brings a new reality to it. And if you want to be in the flow, we have to look at what we do. And if we look at church as a ritual, as a routine, we will miss the deep revelation that God wants to give to us. But you got to be in the flow to get that revelation. Someone say, preach, bro, preach. And so we have to get into a place of where, watch us now. There is such a place of enjoyment because the Bible says in the fullness of his presence, there is joy. My God, I'm feeling this thing. And so what they're saying is that these high performing athletes get to a place of where it's no longer a job for them, that they actually enjoy what they're doing. It's Tom, he, he was sitting there, Tom, in the, the zone. He didn't care what he threw up. He knew his players were going to be there. It didn't matter what happened. And that's why we see some of the catches that they made. It wasn't because they were so great. It was because they were in the zone. It was in the zone. And that's from a scientific perspective where they're trying to study the brain and, and see what happens and, and how does this thing work and, and all of that. And all these movements have been birthed. The new age movement has been birthed because people are trying to understand how do these high performing athletes achieve greatness? How do they perform at an acceptable level of expertise? They're studying the brain. So my question is, if we study your Christian journey, will we find inside of your brain this passion for God's presence? Will we find an experience that you had with God, an encounter with God that you know and you're convinced and you're persuaded that God is God? Oh, man. I know about you, but, but my God, in the third year of my marriage... When I needed God, the third year of my marriage, I said, God, I need you. I need you, God. And God showed up. Nobody can convince me otherwise that God can't restore marriages. You you can't sit there and tell me, I'm so convinced that God has the ability to restore things that are dead when we get into the flow of God. So if you study my brain, you will see a thankful, humbled individual says, God, I thank you for restoring my marriage, restoring my mind. Thank you, God. Though my father left, you never left me, oh God. Oh, that's why when you get beside somebody that's praising God and magnifying God, you wonder why it doesn't take all that. They're saying, get in the flow. Get in the flow. Someone say, get in the flow. So, when we now look at Jesus, he is the example. And so we see here the Savior. The Savior. The Savior. The Savior. He lived in the flow. And here what he said in Matthew 11, 29 and 30. 
This is the message translation. Eugene Peterson, who wrote the message Bible for his children, for his family. Um, it is one of the translations that you can read. Um, it's not the deepest translation, of course, um, you know, but it, it's a great uh, Bible to read as a devotional to try to understand some of the some of the teachings of, of the word of God. And so I, I just preface that because then in Matthew 11, 29, 30, I believe he captured it here in this particular verse. And listen to what he says here now. And so I want to let you know that, that, that this is what it's like to be in the flow. So this is it right here. This is your text. If you know everything else I've said, don't ignore this. This is, the, this is it right here. This is the promise. Remember, say, if you acknowledge God, he will direct your path. This is his promise to you right here. Someone say the promise. This is the promise you can take to the bank and this check will not bounce. This is the promise that you can take before the enemy of your soul and said, listen, you can't have access to me. This is the promise of God to walk successfully in this Christian journey. And it says here, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Oh, right there. Right there. Right there. He says, learn the unforced. It's just flow. This thing's not forced. It just flows. He says, learn just the rhythm of grace. Just like a heartbeat, you learn the rhythm of the heartbeat. He's saying that there's a grace that's released to people. I call this high-performing Christians. Who know how to access the favor of God in their life. And so we say, no longer are you now in the junior leagues. No, no, no longer is this, you know, the, the AAA. This is now the major leagues. And he's now saying to you that you're going to walk in a level of success because you're going to walk with me, you're going to work with me, and you're going to watch how I do it. So in the time we have, we're going to see how Jesus actually lived in the flow. He continues on. He says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. So watch this now. Here it is. So the first thing with flow, F, faith in God. Faith in God. If you're going to live in the flow, faith in God. Not just faith in faith. Faith in God. Jesus in Matthew, uh, excuse me, Mark eleven twenty two says this real simply. Have faith in God. What you just saw I was able to do, have faith in God. You can do it as well. You can do it as well. Uh, someone had sent me a, a text. And you know when you're using the text and you have the autocorrect, and sometimes it puts words you don't really want to send? You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't want to send that. And how the, the person receiving it could misinterpret what you meant because of an autocorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... <laughs> The demon of text message. So, so, um, I got this text and it said, my, my spirit is growing. My spirit is growing. I turned to me and I said, just, your spirit's not growing. Your spirit's fully mature. It doesn't go from five years old to 15 years old. It's how much we give the spirit control to move in our life. The Bible says you have the full measure of the spirit. What Jesus operated in, you have that, in, you have that. She says, no, no, when I met my spirit is groaning. I'm like, okay. I said, that I get. That I get. 
But the point I'm saying is that we're reading, Jesus is saying, the same way I operate on the earth, I gave an example of success. And so if you operate the same way I operate, if you walk with me, if you work with me, if you watch what I do, you can have and you can do the things I did. Oh, can I convince one person you know, that's a reality? Right? Right? It's a reality. But he first began saying, have faith in God. You're right here. Have faith in God. Because the disciples like, look, the fig tree that you curse is withered away. And he says, there's so much authority in your mouth. If you have faith in God, you can move mountains. You can move mountains. L was the love of God. The love of God. John chapter 15, verse 9 and 10. And listen to this. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. So he says it right there. So here's faith in God. I have my faith in God. And he says now, the link to obedience is to have to abide in love. And he says to compare the love my Father has for me. Wow, look at that. The love that the Father has for his Son. He's saying that same love. The same love, I have loved you. So that's why it's unforced rhythm of grace. Because his love for you is not forcing this thing. You see what I'm saying? Jesus is saying the same love the Father has for me, I have it for you. I didn't hold anything back, it's there. It's going right back to the garden again where the enemy said, oh God withheld something from you. And so Jesus has to break that mindset because that stopped the flow. So we say, we don't want that again. So the first Adam didn't understand the love of God. But the last Adam, come on. Not the second or the third, the last Adam. Oh, good God Almighty. Jesus Christ now says, let me bring you back to the garden. The love the Father has for me is the love I have for you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I've kept my father's commandment and abide in his love. And so if we want to be in the flow, there's faith in God, but there's the love of God. If people aren't encountering the love of God with the church, we're not in faith. We're not in faith. We're not. Because when we operate in fear... We bring judgment. We bring all this kind of stuff on the people. Come on. So when you're in faith, you know that. No, God, it's your power working through me. Because some people are hard to love. Oh, come on now. Let's be honest now. You see what I'm saying? Some of those things have stopped the flow because they're hard to love. He says, no, if you know the love I have for the son and the son's love for you now, you can go step. And I said, I'm abiding. I can't get out of this. My roots are in love. Then you can use the scripture, speak the truth in love. That's how you live in the flow. You abide in the love of God. You abide in the love of God. Let, let, let me go on. Let me go on. Let, let me go on. In Galatians chapter 5 verse 6. Now next week we're going to share a message called the big bad wolf. The big bad wolf. Okay. We just see that message. Listen to that message. It'll be awesome. Okay. So from the love of God now, we have obedience towards God. In Romans 5, uh, Romans 5, verse um, uh, 19. Okay. Romans 5, verse 19. Okay. 
Romans 5 verse 19. For as by one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners. So that by one man's obedience, the many were made righteous. So you see the power of obedience? So through one man's disobedience, the totality of the human race was now separated from God. But one man's obedience, oh God, separated sin from man. Oh God. Let me say that again. One man's disobedience separated them from God. But another man's disobedience, another man's obedience, excuse me, separated sin from man. Oh, one more time again. One man, disobedience, separated us from God. The flow was cut off. But another man's obedience took sin and threw it away from him. As far as the east is from the west. I just, I threw it away. So now you can walk in obedience because I'm working in you. I'm working in you. He goes on and and it says in Philippians 2, verse 8 and 11, And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that's above every name. So at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Right back to what Teresa was saying earlier, that we have authority now. And the authority that was given to Jesus was because of his obedience to what the Father was telling him. If you have authority but no obedience, you're dangerous. You're a dangerous weapon. You're a dangerous weapon to have authority and don't have obedience. And definitely if you don't have love. So the people who walk in obedience, they manifest that it's the love of God and my faith in God. That I now flow in the authority and the things of God is obedience. Is obedience. And finally, the last one is the works by God. The works by God. And let me let me wrap up with this one here. In John chapter 9, verse 1 to 5. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned? This man or his parents? That he was born blind. Jesus answered, it's not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of So this man's darkness, Jesus comes and says, it's so that we can say, let there be light. Because when you walk in the faith in God and your love of God, or you abide in his love and you walk in obedience, every one of your steps has been assigned by God. And the believer who knows how to walk in authority and walk in their assignment is an individual who knows the flow of God. The flow of God. That individual that Teresa was talking about when the witch doctors were there, he went because of an assignment. If you went on his own strength, huh? 
but he went under the authority of God because of obedience to what God said. And when you line up like that in the flow of what God is doing, I'm telling what I'm trying to tell you, what I'm trying to let you know is that you didn't get saved to be defeated. You didn't give your heart to Jesus Christ to walk in defeat. You gave your life to Christ so he can have full authority in your life. And so his blessings can flow through you, through you. So here it is now. Here's the launch. Matthew chapter 10, verse 32. Here's what we have to do now. Why do we have to live in the flow, Pastor Rowan? It doesn't take all that. Seriously, you had to worship had to be that long. It really, we had to spend this long time in his presence. I'm here to tell you, yes. Of course we do. You know, of course we do. I mean, I don't know how you can time it. I mean, we have a service guide. It's called a service communication guide. And we have what we have to do. But I told him, I said, it's something to change based on the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, we plan. We don't just, you know, wing this thing together. We plan. But we get out of the way when God's like, hey, I'm taking over. And I'm telling you, from the time we said yes to this assignment, what we experienced this morning, I have never experienced it before in the gathering place. There is something that God has just, just released. And I'm like, oh, God. He's like, yeah, everyone, get in the flow. Get in the flow. Because I was obedient. Because when I said we're going to schedule the flow every single month, I didn't know when the Super I didn't, I, mean, I knew when the Super Bowl was. But it didn't dawn on me that was a Super Bowl Sunday. And look at God, because I may, I would have probably said, well, you know what? Cancel it, Ron, because it's a Super Bowl. It's the, it's the most watched thing. And it, I'm going to block that from you, Ron, because you'll, oh, come on. And I believe because of obedience that he say now that I don't care. Every single month, you're going to meet the first Sunday, and you're going to meet in that, and you're just going to be in the overflow. And he's giving us a little sample of what he's going to do, because I want more. I don't know about you, but, 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 but I want more. I want more. I, I. I want to live in the flow. That's the only way I know how to live is to live in the flow. My children need to see that I live in the flow. Right? And so with that being said, we, we launch you with this now, Matthew 10, verse 32. And, and if you desire prayer, because you're saying, Pastor Rowe, I want to get in the flow. I want to get in the flow. I want my marriage to be in the flow. I want my money to be in the flow. Come on. I want my money to be in the flow. I want my marriage to be in the flow. I want my mind to be in the flow. Here's one. I want my ministry to be in the flow. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for reminding me. If you have a book inside of you, I want to pray for you. Because I'm releasing my book, and I'm like, God, I, I know there's authors in this house. So don't be afraid. If, if there's a book inside of you, I want you to come because we're going to be praying for you. Right? We're going to pray for you. Lord, just don't let me lose them. Come on. I, I believe if there's not a book, there's something, a business, or something inside of you that you've been asking God. God said, get in the floor and watch it come to pass. Get in the floor and watch it come to pass. Hey, man, let me read my text and so I can then pray. What? So everyone who acknowledges me before men, I will also acknowledge before my Father who is in heaven. So when we live in the flow, what are we doing? We're acknowledging God to mankind. And because we're acknowledging God to mankind, God is saying, look, Father, look, I'm acknowledging them to you. So when you live in faith and you have love and you walk in obedience and you do the works of God, he's like, look, they're in the flow. They're doing exactly what I did. And so now he's saying, Father, look, they are Christians. They are Christ-like. They're high-performing Christians. 
because they know how to get in the flow. With every head bowed, every eyes closed. God, you're not finished yet. Our time has come for us to launch out, but you're not finished. And if you're here and you're one of the ones that I know that you said you have a book inside of you, I want you to come. If you want your marriage to be in the flow, I want you to come. Saints, we have to pray for marriages. We have to. My phone is being called at all hours of the night. People who are saying, I didn't sign up for this. I'm discouraged and I don't know what to do. I'm not just talking here. I'm talking people that I've encountered that are just saying what to do. And I'm like, God, they've lost all faith. They, they don't believe anymore. They think they signed up for this thing and it's just being destroyed. And I'm here to tell you, no. No, it's not. No, it's not. So every head bowed, every eyes closed. If you desire prayer, I want you to come. I want you to come. Come and acknowledge God. We're finished, but he's not finished. So, Father, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. If you're here and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, I want you to come as well. Please, I'm asking you. I know, I know we have things we have to do, and I'm not, please, I'm not trying to hold you past your schedule things. I'm not doing that. I understand there's other responsibilities that you have. I, I understand that. I just see success. I see success and beauty, oh my God. I see boldness and righteousness. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. out of them they want me to pray for there's one there's three there's four praise God Father keep that hand up keep that hand up anybody over here you got a book inside of you okay Father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus I speak for the flow of creativity and the ability to write and no writer's block no in Jesus name now write and speak through them Lord in the mighty yes there it is right there in Jesus name Jesus name this will be the year this will be the year this will be the year all of you are witnessing this is the year this is the year come on Sid. this is the year for my book to come out come on work it out work it out he's working it out he's been working it in you he's working it out now yes Jesus oh God receive that now in Jesus name Yes, yes, Jesus. That's it. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Oh, I pray for their ministry, Lord. I pray.
pray for their ministry. display yes yes your marriage is number one yeah you're climbing that podium now yes yes I'm putting you on display it's me doing the work it's me doing the work yes yes my God yes Jesus Father I praise your name I thank you Thank you, Lord God. What you have put together, Lord God, that no man separate. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I call forth every promise of God that you've spoken over this couple. In the name of Jesus. Ah, yes, Daddy, yes. Yes, for your glory, 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 Jesus, for your glory. Come on, I want more. I want more. I want more. Don't be complacent. Want more, more, more. I want 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 more. Come on, I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more. 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 I want more. Flow. Truth and righteousness. And right, that's it. Truth and righteousness flow, flow, truth and righteousness. Know the truth. Come on, that's set you free right now. And righteousness, yes. There it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. There it is. More. Study his word for truth. Study his word for truth. And righteousness. Be a teacher of the truth. Even through this experience. Oh, truth will prevail. Uh-huh. Through what you're going through, truth will prevail. Oh God,
God's goodness. In the name of Jesus, you're glowing this morning. Be the light. Uh huh. Walk in the light. Yes. Give a deep revelation and understanding. Pray for the people and dismiss us. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to have its way. I want to encourage you. Wednesdays are Inspired Marion. We're diving into the book of Ephesians, looking at chapter 1. Amen. Our teens, they, um, our teens are going to be going to a retreat. Pray for them. How many do we have? About 11? 15? 15 teens are going away. Amen. We're going to pray they come back just on fire. What's the theme? More? More of him, less of me. Come on now. More of him, less of me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So pray for the teens that they encounter God. And, uh, And so we're, half of our worship team is going to be gone. And, uh, Amen. Yeah. So it's going to be Ian and the, uh, the ones who are here. Amen. Leading us in worship. Anything else I'm missing? Um, the food, the peanut butter drive continues. We have about 30 bottles of peanut butter. Our goal is to hit 100. Yeah. So we need 70 more. When you're out shopping, just pick up some peanut butter yeah. and bring it in. And let's bless the nation of Haiti. Um, God's word is more, we have more authority than the curses that have been put over Haiti. And so we're just going to bless them. Also from our Wednesday night, um, Inspire Marion, uh, there was a statement made and it says that God is responsible for the consequences of our obedience. And a member caught that and they made little bookmarks. And so they're out on the information table their limited supply so first come first serve grab them and we just bless you this week um walk in the authority that god has given you and stay in that flow that he has established us to walk in Um, it's so cool that he establishes he establishes things for us so he just doesn't send us on our way he establishes so walk in that authority that he has established for you and we'll pray for our teens and go in the authority that God has for you and the love that overwhelms our soul every day. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord, for who you are, because of who you are, because of the love that you are that flows out of you, Father. We are here today and we just thank you. Thank you for your presence. Yes. That came. You said you would come and you did. We thank you for that, Lord. You are faithful. 
you are trustworthy and we give you all the praise. We pray for the teens who will go to the winter camp this weekend. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you have set the path for them, that you have. We even pray now, Lord God, for the campgrounds and for the leaders and the ministers and the speakers and the singers and worship leaders, Lord God. May they enter into what has been going on for all eternity. And may our teens come back, not only changed, Father, but willing to serve and win the loss for you, God. The harvest is ripe. It's ready, Father, and may they come back with such a passion, Lord God, to go and do what you want them to do, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that even now that that flame is lit in their heart, Lord Jesus. We thank you. Bless your people, Father. Thank you for the authority that you've given us. May we walk in that authority this week and see things, Lord God. You said in your word that signs would follow us because mm. we act on what we believe. Hallelujah. And we thank you for that, Father. We go yes. in your peace. We go in your unfailing love. And I just bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you.